Well, if yesterday was my favorite baseball game of the year, today, I think it's safe to say, was pretty comfortably my least. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors to look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay. We are back and not better than ever. That was miserable. I, I, that game wanted to make me just bash my head against a wall over and over and over again. That was awful. And, and you know, the reason it, it's my least favorite game of the year is, A, for dramatic effect because yesterday was my favorite. But mostly, it's because this wasn't like the worst game we played all year. Comfortably, not even close. The pitching was stellar. The offense was wasn't bad that's what was infuriating about it the approaches were great Shane Bieber had like 65 pitches through like two plus innings like going into the sixth he had like 90 pitches against him like we consistently had runners on base we were drawing walks we were getting hits the leadoff runner was on. It felt like every single inning. You had a runner in scoring position in eight different innings. You had a runner on base all nine innings. You had 12 base runners on nine hits. Like, that's that's what makes this game infuriating. 12 base runners. Zero runs. One for 15 with runners in scoring position. What have we said a billion times? You need one of two things to have a competent offense. You either need timely hitting, situational hitting, or you need power to make up for it, right? Oh, we're 0 for 10 with runners in scoring position. A homer solves all, right? You had neither today neither not even close did we have an extra base hit besides the torque double nope that was it we had 13 base runners and one extra base hit that is just as much the problem as going one for 15 with runners in scoring position by the way that's just as much of an issue 
close to. One for 15 with risk is probably a little bit worse. But, like, I cannot stress how impossible it is to win a baseball game, to win games consistently in the year 2023 with the way baseball is played today without being able to get an extra base hit. It's you're it's impossible. It's not going to happen. That was infuriating. My blood is boiling. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so upset. Wow, I might have to go for a walk. It's a beautiful night in Metro Detroit, by the way. I might have to I might have to go on a on a on an evening walk here. That was There's no way that was good for anybody's mental health. Like I am I am oh and like to to analyze is also just as infuriating because what like this once I'm done with this part once I'm done complaining about how they couldn't get a hit with a runner in a scoring position to save their lives what 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 do I where do I go from there cuz the offense wasn't bad they were bad at one thing but like torque had a three hit game Hard hit balls, except, well, one of the singles was kind of a flare, but the only extra base hit, Badu, three for three. Matt Veerling with a hit. Riley Green with a hit and two walks. Zach McKinstry with a hit and a walk. You had 12 base runners. It's not like the offense just rolled over. It's not like, oh, well, you know, they, they were getting, they were getting dominated by, like the fastball up and in, or oh, they couldn't lay off the changeup low and in, or oh, they, you know, the the sweeper low and away was getting everybody. Like team mentality, it just sucked. Like no, you got runners on and and at second base every single inning, literally every single inning, and and you got shut out. Infuriating stuff. Um. This we've talked about this a lot. This is not a, a a new issue with this ball club. Now, dare I say, to be fair to them, uh, in the last week during this going into this game, they had won what six of their last seven, five of their last six, something like that, um, and they had been batting over three hundred with runners in scoring position during that stretch. And we had talked about in that. A high batting average, and they were getting a lot of runners in scoring position. Um, but it was more wasn't like they were going four for seven with runners in scoring position, right? They would get a ton of dudes on, and they would end games like five for fifteen with runners in scoring position. Three thirty-three average, but failed ten times, right? So. It, this problem certainly did not just like magically get up and walk away. Clearly, um, th- this was infuriating. Uh, the the there's a couple of instances in which people were clamoring for a bunt. Uh, I think we had first and second no outs in the sixth, sixth or the seventh, if my memory serves me right. Uh, and, and there was a lot of people that were wondering why we didn't bunt, why we didn't bunt more, just given the fact that we couldn't get a runner uh, past second base for for anything. Um, I am not usually a a pro bunt person. 
Um, and in that situation, I think it's difficult because, like, obviously, as we say with bullpen situations, hindsight is twenty twenty. That clearly what we did didn't work. So, like, yes, the alternative at least leaves it up for the imagination of, well, it, it isn't a guaranteed no, which what we did was tonight. Um, I think in that situation, it's a one-run game. You can do the bunting thing and play for the tie, which I guess still puts you at a better chance to win. But at the end of the day, if you just have this impossible task and it becomes impossible to score a runner, it's not going to matter. Like you would have just been kicking the can down the road, right? And like they, the, Cleveland did score again in the bottom of the eighth. So, like, uh, unless you could have predicted the future and been like, you know what, we're going to get a runner on second every single inning. And it wasn't always runner on second, no outs either. There's a lot more that goes into it. Um, you, you could have played for the tie there. And the fly ball, right, could have could have helped and, and you could have scored a run. I'm, I'm, I, I will admit that. Like, that, that is correct. But it's, it's really difficult in that specific situation to just think, it's 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 tough. It's really tough. I I I want to admit that the people that are saying a bunt would have potentially scored a run would have set the team up better than what happened because again, uh, like they didn't score. However, I, I do think it's really difficult in that situation to be like, oh well, we're one for eight with one the scoring position right now. Surely we'll end the game one for fifteen when we've been batting over three hundred with risk over the last week. You know what I mean? It, it, it's tough, and you're not playing for a tie. But what happened didn't work. So, like, I'm, I, I don't want to like walk the fence here. I'm not trying to be like a walk the line. Don't go either way. I think I probably would have done what happened, and that makes me look bad because what they did, they got shut out. Uh, but it's really tough. I, I go back and forth a lot. I know everybody has a different opinion on bunting these days. Um, so it, it, it's difficult. We'll talk about another way in which they could have scored and didn't. Talk, we, we sung the praises of Torkelson had a really good day at the plate, but um, definitely had a big blunder that, uh, that probably cost them a run as well. We will get into that right after I tell y'all about our friends over at So Rare. It's our new sponsor. It's a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. It's unlike any other fantasy baseball platform. Uh, it makes it so that you are actually the owner of your fantasy experience. It's super cool. You collect, buy, sell, and compete with other players against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. It's really, really cool. It's a fascinating thing. Uh, that I had never heard of it, and then now, obviously, it's everywhere. They have uh, they have Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez, our brand ambassadors. Both are featured in uh, their campaigns and commercials and whatnot. You can't watch too many baseball games without seeing them. It's it's very, very cool. I highly recommend it. So head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards. Set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. 
All right, everybody. Welcome back. Segment two, Locked on Tigers. Thank you all for making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every single day. Tomorrow, we'll be recapping the series finale against the Cleveland Guardians. Hopefully, we can get out of there with a uh, with a series victory still. I think that that would still, going into this series, I think if most people were told we, could, we, we would win two of three, I, I think we would all gladly take that. Now, it's just frustrating because we, we should have won today's ballgame. Tuesdays, yesterday's as you're listening to this. We should have won on Tuesday, objectively. You outplayed them. Michael Lorenzen went seven innings of one-run ball. You out-hit them. You had more base runners than they did. You, 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 were, you were the better team. They had two errors. <laughs> you did everything better than them, and you lost. Because, well, not everything. They went, what, two for four, two for six? With runners in scoring position and won a ball game because you went one for 15. Remarkable stuff. So, uh, how many runners did we leave on base? 12 as a team, which again is only counting how many runners are on base when the inning ends. That's team lob. So, 12 left, left on base, one for 15. And if we do our fun game where you add up everybody's individual left on base, it's 31. Let that sink in. We go to the door, turn the doorknob, open it. Let that porcelain sink in. 31 left on base if you add up everybody's individual lob numbers. Every single person except Akil Badu and Spencer Torkelson left runners on base. 3263200 That's unbelievable stuff. Um I guess we can talk individual performances. Uh, I guess, like, again, like, we can move on, but, like, the individual, this is so weird because now we're going to go to individual performances and I'm going to be like, hey, a lot of people had great days because Spencer Torgelson looked great at the plate. The one thing we talked about before the break, uh, he had a pretty costly base running error that did cost the Tigers a run. Um that I don't know how Miles Straw is such a good defender. I don't know how he got there. That's uh, a li- not bad luck because that like Miles Straw is an incredible defender and has been for many years. Uh, so it, it's not like bad luck necessarily, but golly, that 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 ball was smoked to the opposite side of the field in which Straw was fading as well, and just a perfect route. He's fast as all heck. And, and made the catch. Um, so Spencer Torgelson doesn't tag up there and then doesn't score. Uh, it's That's another one where, yes, he, he absolutely should have been standing on third base. There's not really too much else to say. Um, that play, like Miles Strauss throws, throw back into the infield was not very strong. He basically could have walked there, but he didn't tag, and he was standing about a third of the way to third base when the catch was made and just retreated back to second. Uh, it was an incredible catch, made up a boatload of ground. Um, I, I would imagine and hope that Torgelson does not make that mistake again, uh, but definitely was costly, and part of it is just at the hands of what an unbelievable <laughs> Like he made that look easier than it was. And it didn't even look that easy. Like that was, I cannot stress enough how remarkable 
of a, of a defender Miles Straw is. Like last year was was a positive win player by like like comfortably a positive contributor while being one of the worst hitters in, in Major League Baseball last season, just because he's that good defensively out there. So um kind of like Jonathan Scope at second base last season. So um definitely sucks, was a mistake, hopefully won't happen again. I don't I don't have too much else to say about it. Uh, other than like, yeah, he, he should have been standing on third base. So, uh, but the, the point of this game, the biggest story of this game is just going to be the fact that nobody could get a hit with a runner in scoring position. Runner in scoring position, eight of nine innings. Unreal stuff. Individually, like I said, Torgelson had a great day at the plate. He is seeing the ball very well lately. Uh, his numbers on the season are only going up. He has been on an absolute tear over the last seven games. Um, his batting average, I believe, is now up to 240. We were talking about the beginning of May, how it was barely over 200. Uh, OPS slowly creeping up into the high 600s. It, it's slowly coming around there. That's good to see. Akil Badu, three-hit day is always good. Um who else? Riley Green has been absolutely on fire as well. He looked good again in this one. Uh, he has a 270 average now and a 716 OPS. Really good to see there. A couple of walks in this ball game as well. Javi Baez 0 for 5 with three Ks. Goes right back to we talked about how he hasn't struck out very much this year. Uh, how he went over a week without a strikeout. Right back to the well, swinging his sliders low and away. Three strikeouts and five ABs in this one. Um, yeah, not great. Nick Maton, 0 for 3 with three Ks. Uh, look, I said it yesterday, even despite the fact that he got on base twice, I, I think it it's really hard to justify him staying at the four spot. Um, I understand you want to do the righty-lefty back-and-forth stuff at the top and you don't really have a clear-cut lefty candidate to bat fourth, considering Green is is going to have to bat second and should be batting second. Um, so it's it, it's difficult when you go up against a righty. You you kind of want that, uh, but I look. It's it's really I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's much justification. Righty lefty be darned. I, I don't care at this point. Nick Maton. I think needs to drop in the lineup. Uh, I I love the at bats. I really do. A lot of them go deep into counts, but it doesn't matter because he. We talked about it with Kerry Carpenter, what uh, three weeks ago now, how he just had not been able to hit off speed or breaking balls. Nick Maton's the same way. He he has almost. I think he has zero hits against changeups, and he has like three or four against breaking balls all season. The scouting report's out, man. <laughs> He's got a 163 average. You had to pinch hit your four hitter at a key moment in a ball game, and there was there was a little bit of righty lefty because of that. But still, like point remains. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I, uh, it's tough. We'll, we'll see how it develops. We'll see what continues to happen. Andy Ibanez, cool down game. Uh, didn't really look comfortable in his last two at bats either. Uh, Veerling, fine. Badu, obviously, again, really solid game. McKinstry, I thought, looked good. And, and, like, all of these are, they looked good with nobody on. And then every single person on this baseball team, when there was a runner with scoring position, 
just complete opposite. So like take all of this knowing and remembering what I said for the first half of this show (laughs) where I said this team, that was one of the most insane displays of like lack of ability to hit with a runner in scoring position I've ever seen. Okay. Let's get into the pitching because that was a huge bright spot in this game. And I thought that there was a lot of good to take out of what we saw in the bump from Detroit. We'll do that right after this. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Third and final segment here, Locked On Tigers. I appreciate y'all for tuning in as always. So talking about the pitching, definitely a bright spot in this ballgame. And again, that's what made this this so frustrating was this was a a good competitive ballgame. The pitching was great. The offense was great 50% of the time. The bullpen, I thought, was solid. I mean, they only threw one inning, but like, sure, we'll talk about it. I know they gave up a run. We'll talk about Cisnero in a second, but like, this was not some doomsday. I, I would have rather they just got like Shane Bieber just went out there and shoved and it was like, okay, well, Shane Bieber is going to be Shane Bieber. And like the Tigers offense is still, while even though they've been hot lately, still not like this was just cruel. <laughs> the most, this was winnable. Okay. It was, it's past 10. So we can say it. This was winnable, extremely winnable. Uh, pitching though, let's focus on the positives. Michael Lorenzen looked great. Seven innings, five hits, one earned run, no walks, three strikeouts, uh, lowers his ERA now down to four, one, eight, two starts ago. His ERA was like seven. Now it's just a tick over four back to back. Really good starts. Uh, did he go seven shutout against the Mets or seven innings of one run against the Mets too? Um, so he's looked a lot better. Only run given up was in the first inning there. How about, here's an idea. Don't throw anything in the strike zone to Stephen Kwan first at bat of the game. I swear that dude's batting average to uh, that. That's gotta be a stat I can find. I, I I'm sure I can. I'll, I'll try and do that. Maybe I'll tweet it out tomorrow during the game. If he gets another leadoff hit and if he doesn't, then I just won't. And we'll forget this conversation ever had happened. I swear he's batting like 900 to lead off baseball games this year. And it's not like he's batting, you know, he's not like Luis Arias. It's not like he has a 450 average in May. But, like, I swear to you, to lead off ballgames specifically, that dude's average has to be 900. Um, So that bothered me. But they manufactured a run. The Tigers got out of it. Lorenzen gets out of it, gets some ground balls to go his way. And then kind of smooth sailing. The key to this game was the race to 0-1. We've talked about it a billion times this season. All of the Tigers pitchers' best performances have come on games in which they have dominated the race to one strike. And Lorenzen in this one, I think it was like 23 for 25 or something. Like, like the he was remarkable when it came to uh getting to an 0-1 count and throwing a first pitch strike in this one. Uh, and that was the uh, one of the biggest reasons for his success. Dating back to last year, like the thing with Fetter has always been, but it didn't back to two years ago. Very early on, you realize that Fetter's mindset was you will throw strikes. And, and I talked about this at length, like my first summer here, right on this show, two years ago, 
Um, like we, we've been talking about this a lot if you're a longtime listener, but like that has always been Chris Fetter's thing. And so getting someone in the front office and obviously AJ that all agree with that mentality and that mindset, I think is the reason why we're seeing such great unison in the starting pitching lately. Um, and, and really outside of the first time through the rotation, the entire year from the bullpen included. So like, Really, really good to see. Again, Lorenzen, rough start to the year, but we also have to remember that he was hurt and missed the first, what, three times through the rotation? And so when, like, everybody else sucked the first start or two as well, Erod included. And so now Lorenzen's caught up with the class and and, and has uh, about as many starts under their belt as everybody else did when they started pitching well as well. So hopefully we can just steamroll that or snowball that rather <laughs> into – more and more successful outings. But race the race to 0-1 was big. He only had three strikeouts in this game. It wasn't like a, a, a great strikeout performance, but he had 13 whiffs. Really, really solid. And the biggest pitch for him, he had a 31% CSW percentage in the outing, called strikes plus whiffs percentage. So 31% of his pitches, of his 98 pitches, uh, were either called strikes or swinging miss strikes. So just non-foul ball strikes. Um, he had seven whiffs on the changeup. That's what I was going to say. Seven whiffs on the changeup alone. Really solid number. Uh, and the slider had almost a 40% CSW percentage as a pitch in itself. So you're talking about uh, a show-me fastball that tops out at, what, 95, 96 is what it topped out in this one, that he threw 35 times. And then incredible change-up and slider secondary pitches that he threw 25 and 23 times, respectively. Just all around a masterclass game when it came to pitch sequencing. Really solid command. He missed over the middle of the plate a little bit with the fastball, um, but thankfully this Cleveland Guardians team has, like, the worst slugging team uh, I've seen since the 2022 Detroit Tigers, I guess it's really not that long, but um, really, really dreadful when it comes to extra base hits for them at, at, over the course of the whole season. I think they have pretty comfortably the worst slugging percentage in baseball at the moment. So uh, thankfully did not come back to bite them, but a, a few, and that was really later in the outing anyways as well, but uh, not going to knock them for it. This, this was a, a really, really, really strong, solid performance. And that's back-to-back solid performances for Lorenzen. Uh, as far as the bullpen goes, they pitched one inning. Jose Cisnero uh, goes two-thirds of an inning, two hits, one earned run, one walk, one strikeout. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, his ERAs on the season is about 3.55. I think that's probably around where it'll stay, maybe a little bit higher, maybe just under a four ERA on the year. Like, he's going to be a fine middle reliever, um, but he's never going to be like, man, do you remember 2021 Jose Cisnero? He was special. He was special. Um, he got he yeah he went and appeared in like sixty games that year too. They just absolutely used the heck out of him that season, and and he was great. Um, so I don't think that version of him is ever coming back. However, uh, I don't think that it'll be some train wreck. Like early on in the year, we were like, oh my goodness, this dude's stuff is flat. He might not make it to June. I think he's probably going to be here, um, but I, I don't expect him to be sub two, sub two, five, sub three, even ERA Jose Cisnero anymore either. So 
he'll he'll be a solid. He'll be a fine placeholder reliever that they'll use, uh, and it, we'll probably get some decent innings out of him, and so we'll probably get some innings that look like this out of him. And then Tyler Alexander uh, showed up and threw what three pitches and got him out. So good for him. Um. So yeah, there you have it. Rough, rough one. Not like it wasn't rough though. It was frustrating. Not rough. It was rough because. They, they, they couldn't hit with a runner on base. It wasn't uh, – uh, I, I, it was remarkable. I, I, I'm at a loss for words. It's very difficult to analyze a game in which only one – like only that specific part of the offense was bad because they were working counts. They did jack up Bieber's pitch count a ton. He was throwing a boatload of pitches. You had the leadoff runner on all the time. You better run around second in literally every inning. Like it, it, it's 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 a very tough game to break down because I can't just show up and be like, well, the offense sucked. Here's why, and go through everybody and talk about why they struggled because like almost everybody got on base. <laughs> just a ridiculous performance. Um, like I said, over the last week they've had a, a batting average with runners in scoring position of over three hundred. If we can get back to it, kind of like what I said with the defensive performance on Sunday against the Cardinals, um, like if that's just a one-time thing, then let's put it behind us and, and move on. And the, the beautiful thing about this beautiful game is no matter how bad today is, there is always tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow, the Detroit Tigers happen to have Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound with a fantastic opportunity to still go win a series. So it was infuriating. It it made my blood boil. It was my least favorite Tigers game so far in the calendar year, comfortably. Uh, however, they still have a chance to walk out of Cleveland with two of three and, and be second place in the division. Going into an off day as well on Thursday, which I think we'll take. Okay, let's go try and win. Day game. For the uh, the individual that asks me to, to say the, the starting times, day game. So I think a 1 o'clock. Let me double check for you. Yep, 1.10 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, thank you for making us your first listen every day. I appreciate you all greatly. Like I said to the everydayers, uh, we will be back tomorrow talking about the series finale against Cleveland, hopefully recapping a series victory. And, yeah, it's Erod against... Battenfield, who is 0-3 with a 4 ERA this season. Go win a series. All right? Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll see you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.